Hey, everybody. Amanda here, CEO of Multitude, the podcast collective that this incredible show is a part of. And before we get started today, I want to tell you about something new that we are doing here at Multitude happening right now. It's the multi-crew drive. Now, Multitude exists because of the support of listeners like you. And the very best way of supporting Multitude is to join the multi-crew, a membership program that lets you, our listeners, help fund new work from Multitude and get exclusive perks. So between now and October 1st, we are running the Multicrew Drive. We will be highlighting the ways your support makes a difference and show off all the ways that we pay it back to you, our community. We are running a couple of very cool specials that are not going to happen any other time this year. If you join the Multicrew by October 1st, you can get a brand new This Mug Supports Conversational Podcasts That Bring People Together mug. Very, very cool. And if you are an annual member at any level on October 1st, you will get your names inscribed forever on the We Put 2023 on Our Back plaque, which we will look at every day in the Multitude office. Some very cool stuff. Check it all out at multicrew.club. To learn more about the Multicrew Drive, stick around for the mid-roll in this episode where your host will tell you all of the best ways that you can join or visit multicrew.club to learn more about the drive. All right, let's get the show started. Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games will involve other humans. I'm your host and question keeper, Eric Silver, and a game I associate with the fall slash autumn is Monster Hearts 2, which is a tabletop RPG by Avery Alder, uh, where you play a teen who is also a literal monster instead yeah. of just a figurative monster. I love monster. monster Hearts. It's great. It's great. It's it's so horny, mm. which I kind of associate, obviously, because you're a teenager, mm. so you're, you're constantly, unwieldily turning people on yep. at some point. Yep. But, I mean, that's isn't that what the autumn's all about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the autumn is all about being snuggly and horny. That's the, those are the two modes that you are in autumn. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and trying to embarrass your your fellow teenagers, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hey, perpetual guest Jasper Cartwright, Hello. what's a game you associate with the fall? What is a game that I associate with the fall? It's going to be one of two answers. It's either going to be like a big RPG of some kind, like Skyrim or whatever, because mm-hmm. I feel like normally in the fall slash autumn over here in the UK, it just means rainy season, which means I'm not going out a lot of the weekends, which means I finally have time to like dig into like a big open world game that maybe I've been putting off for a while. For um, sure. But I think otherwise, the one that like immediately sprang to my head was Journey. Ooh, just because uh, Journey is like an indie game that came out on uh, PlayStation and it's like you uh, you just kind of journey through this little desert and it's really like it's kind of it's made by the same guys who made Flower. It's like a very kind of like chill uh, game and it's very, very like relaxing to play. Um, and it really like gives me autumnal vibes. Like I can imagine just like snuggling up with a little, you know, blanket, which honestly 
trying to describe that right now, given how warm I am in real life is tough, but like yeah. snuggling up with a blanket and being like, Ooh, you know, this is like a fun little game that I can kind of drift through and just be a little guy who's just jumping around, you know, collecting these little things. It's very autumn for you to describe a game where you are literally in the desert the entire time <laughs> as like an auto game, but that's how I want to experience it. I don't want the temperature. Yeah. I just want yeah. the thing. I just want the vibes. Yeah. And it's very autumnal colors as well. Like it's very like, like orange kind of uh, the 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 like vibe the, the look of the game is very like orange and, oh yeah and stuff it's like, like gold Goldy. and like that kind of like yeah yeah yeah, yeah dusky yeah. green yeah, so, yeah 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 it's calming well jasper i'm trying to conjure autumn vibes because it's so hot it's <laughs> so both of us are right hot. now it's weird it's weird that we're both this hot like yes. normally i feel like it's like it would be one or the other but like we're both sweating right now pretty severely when I was in the UK, uh, we did talk about like how nice it was that it was like 70 mm -hmm. in where we were and everything. And you were like, oh, yeah, you know, England has like the same climate pretty much all the time. We have climate uh, climate privilege. And I'm like, yeah, I do. didn't even know that was a privilege you could have. Yep. Oh, <laughs> You've opened ge me up geographical to privilege, my guy, is huge. <laughs> like, England, we got it. The reason that we were able to be uh, just like the de facto stepdad for the rest of the world for so long mm. in a really, really bad, negative way is just because we didn't have to put up with extreme weather conditions. You guys were all out here fighting to survive. We were out here making scones, my dude. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, we had such an easy time. Like, it's crazy. Nothing extreme happens. We're fine. We wore pretty much the same clothes the all whole year, year long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it rained during the summer so that all of our crops continued to grow. We just, you know, the only bad time was like, yeah, sure, winter stuff wouldn't grow, but like, the rest of the time, we could grow stuff. It's lovely. And geographical privilege is huge. And it, finally, geographical privilege is starting to wear off because the rest of the world is starting to deal with the fact that they have different climates. And so England is getting left behind. And uh, it's like, oh, okay, we can't just rely on our privilege. We have to be good at something for, for once in our life. Okay. You got it really easy in the beginning of civilization. And now it's exactly. hard for you because you didn't this have is skills exactly before. exactly it. This is exactly it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's no longer, it doesn't really matter about the, the coastal lowlands anymore. Uh, what we've got to worry about is the fact that we don't produce anything of value. <laughs> we don't mm. export anything other than uh, doctors, which we sincerely need to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and like the same 20 actors, you have a really good, yeah, strong group of actors. Really wonderful if they would just, if we could just punt for 21, though. I would love to. <laughs> get some more work in, in the US. So... Yeah, Martin Freeman, you need to just sit down so that Jasper can get in the mix. Yeah, dude, why are you in Black Panther and I'm not? Serious question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a really it's a fair really point. Good point. I, I actually, Martin Freeman point. actually went to my school and I've met him a couple of times. He is a very lovely man. Uh, so I'm sure. Yeah, he's 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 really nice. I actually I like bumped into him in the street and was like, "Hey, this is really weird." But like, you handed me my degree, and he was like, "Oh, sweet, you went to Central." And we actually had a really nice conversation. And r ridiculously, we were like nearly went for coffee, and then I was like, "I actually have to go to work," which is really annoying. I was so tempted to just blow off and be like go go for coffee with Martin Freeman. <laughs> I mean, that's a good excuse. It's a I'm going to use excuse. that excuse for lots of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I've got, I've got like, tea oh, with Like, oh, hey, I, 
I can't go to my dentist appointment. I, I'm actually hanging out with Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. You know Bilbo? Yeah, you know <laughs> you know the Bilbo, the world's movies? uncle? Yeah, him. <laughs> Listen, the United States, that's what you have to refer to him as. Sure. Is, yeah. It's Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. You know, from the, pre, from the prequel. From, from the, the prequel from those, ones. Re, those really good prequel ones. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. saw it, and Benedict Cucumber was a uh, Was, was on a carpet doing dragon voices. Yeah, it's great. It was really good. It was really, really good. Just uh, really stretching his face. In as many ways that it could contort. So I know good, the good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jasper, I gotta cut this um, episode short because I'm okay. actually seeing Martin Freeman for coffee. Oh, after, of course. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, absolutely. I'm also gonna be there. Um, so, <laughs> oh, you are. It's really helpful, honestly, that you're cutting this short, so I didn't miss mess up on the opportunity to go to cup for coffee with Martin Freeman twice. You know I'm, I mean? Yeah, I pretend I'm pretending so that the audience thinks that we're we yeah, were yeah, yeah. orchestrating this. Great. But, so um, just like a tight seven minute episode, dude. Uh, catch you next week. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, there's uh, there's nothing in the book that says feelings. Um, <laughs> Jasper, I do have a game that is giving me feelings. Okay. Actually, I have 50 games that are giving me feelings. Okay, that feels like a lot. Uh, so maybe you should save 49 of those for like other episodes? That's Yeah, that's a fair point. Okay. Um, but I'm going to shout out Tiny Library. Have you heard of the Tiny Library? No, before? I have not heard of the Tiny Library. What's the Tiny Library? So the Tiny Library, library on its face is that there was a game jam where... People needed to create tabletop RPGs that could fit on a business card. Okay. Everything to play the game needed to fit on a business card. And this was back in 2021. It's Australian, the Australian folks who, who pulled the whole thing together. And then they put it on Kickstarter and it raised like $70,000 Australian. Mm-hmm. And then they actually published it. And it's in a little, and it's in a little pack. It's a little, little pack of 50 tabletop RPGs. I love Australians. Every time you hear about something the Australians have done, it just sounds so Australian. <laughs> you can just imagine the conversation being like, oh, you know TTRPGs? Yeah. What if we just like put them on a business card? Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. That's just like exactly how that conversation went down. <laughs> Why? Dunno. Just be cool, wouldn't it? Just because we wanted to see what would happen. Just to have a whole game on a business card. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Australia. Never change. Everyone in Australia is so extreme, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they definitely could have gone with just like a, I don't know, A5. No. A5 would have been pretty small still, but no, a business card? Business card. That's tiny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so unhelpfully tiny. Surely the words are just going to be so small that you can't read them probably without like a good prescription or 2020 vision. They're pretty good. I was looking at them before. I ended up buying it, and the actual business cards are coming, so I will have them on me at all times, which is great. But they also sent a digital copy. Oh, nice. Uh, And I I started looking through, and I really wanted to play a few of them. Mm -hmm. But there's one that stood out to me that I think you and I can play together if you wanted to just quickly play. (gasps) Play now? Let's do it. Play right now. Oh, my God. Yes. On Games and Feelings. Yes, it's, let's play a games on Games and Feelings. This, this is now an actual play podcast. Okay. Uh, so, Jasper, you can see in the chat I included an image, and that is actually the image. What? You've, ima- you've sent me props without me even knowing it? I sent wow. you a perp. Wow. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, Jasper. So the game that we're playing is called Pocket BI. Uh-huh. This is by Imaginary Thomas. And you can look up Imaginary Thomas's itch at imaginarythomas.itch.io. Hell yeah. Uh, which is wonderful. So the, here's how we play. There are six tables here mm-hmm. of six 
items. I can see these. Yeah, and what we're going to do, we're going to roll for each one of these tables, which is going to put together the set pieces of an investigation. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to add one extra one on top of it, one extra set piece. Okay. And the aim of the game is that we have to connect all of the set pieces together to solve a crime. Love it. Okay. Absolutely amazing. Okay. So before before we start, because we're obviously PIs, mm-hmm. now Jasper, what who what do you want our characters to be? Uh, do you want this yeah, to be okay. like a uh, Sherlock Holmes and Watson sort of vibe? Are we good cop, bad cop? Like, what are we going for? No, I think we should definitely go with like serious cop, like bumbly nepotism cop. <laughs> Um, I'm very much down to play bumbly ne- nepotism cop. Like my dad's the chief of police, but I'm really quite thick and shouldn't be in this shouldn't be in a position of power but also maybe i'm actually good because i offer a like a perspective which is so ridiculous Mm. that like is sometimes helpful i like that a lot i think that i can be straightforward competent cop Mm. but i think that we could also do this in like a who framed roger rabbit sort of situation where i am a cartoon yep (laughs) like i'm a i'm like a three foot tall bulldog who is also who is also a hard grizzled detective Mm -hmm. and i'm andy sandberg (laughs) <laughs> yes, you cannot. Unfortunately, uh, every white man thinks he's Andy Samberg in Brooklyn Nine Nine, so you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I'll. I, well, I don't want to be Terry Crews, <laughs> so <laughs> you can be your own character. You can be on your, your no, own no, character. No, no, I don't. I can't do original. What are you talking about? I can't be. I can't okay. be original. No, I'll be. Uh, my name will be. Um, my name will be Martin. My name was going to be Martin. Nice. Uh, you can be Martin. I'm Martin. Just, just Martin. Just no Martin. last name. Just Martin. We'll no see last what, name. We'll see the last name come up. Come up in play. And I am Detective Snuffles. Hey, it's Snuffles. It's Snuffles. I'm a hard bit. I'm a hard bit PI. Cool. And I, I bring you your coffee every morning, and I always get your coffee order wrong every time. <laughs> Martin, I tell you every morning, mm-hmm. it, I want I want a coffee uh-huh. with three espressos in it, okay. two sugars, uh-huh. two milk uh-huh. in my dog bowl. Oh, in the okay, okay. Sorry, you see, I keep forgetting because I it surprises me every morning I come to work that you are actually an animated dog, and you know, like it's just hard for me to wrap my head around that concept. And every single time I get your coffee and I put it in like a normal coffee cup, I keep thinking to myself, surely he's not actually an animated uh, bulldog. And then I get here and you are, and then I realize I've messed up again. So I apologize and I'm going to try and do better, but I really can't promise that. And that's like really important for me that you know that I can't promise you anything. Martin, <laughs> this is a frappuccino. <laughs> right, There's okay. a lot of things. I also get a little bit overwhelmed when I go into shops and <laughs> I just, I wanted a frappuccino. So I just said two, please. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's cho- This is a chocolate frappuccino. Yeah, obviously. Coffee's, both coffee's, to... coffee's gross and bitter. Why would you want that? <laughs> uh, allergic to both real life and cartoon dogs (laughs) oh yeah sorry i should have got you cartoon coffee i'll go to the comic book store on my way in tomorrow i promise martin it it hurts me that you don't read the news feels like you should read the news nah it's scary (laughs) that's why i became a police officer to make the world less scary (laughs) (laughs) so i didn't have to read the news exactly um incredible okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna roll once on every single one of these tables there are six tables here giving us different set pieces the first one is location Mm -hmm. jasper why don't you roll 1d6 for this okay location we have rooftop number five rooftop okay so this crime is taking place on a rooftop perfect the second one here is out of place. I'm going to roll for that. 
Ooh, it's a six. Oh, a TV or a radio is out of place. Mm. Oh, that's kind of cool. They've uh, they've decided to that's pretty cool to, to watch TV uh, with a nice view of the city. Okay, makes sense. Hey, maybe the fact that there is a TV up there is part of the crime. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see. Okay, uh, the crime itself. Let's see. I'm rolling. It's a five again. Blackmail. Blackmail? Blackmail. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm already putting together what I think is happening. Yeah, yeah me good. too. Me too. Okay, the suspect. I'm going to roll. Meanwhile, Martin's like, why is the why does the uh, why do we have to bring race into this? <laughs> okay. Seems <laughs> a little, <laughs> seems a little Why does it gotta be blackmail? It could white, be white yeah, male. It could be white male. White male could be bad. <laughs> why does <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Alright, I got a six. This is the hunter is a suspect. Sweet. Oh, I'm sorry. You you just rolled two sixes and I've just rolled two fives. That's wild. <laughs> oh, that is wild. I, that is wild. Yeah, the hunter. I wonder if the hunter is interesting if it's like also like a big like a a big game hunter like someone on safari mm. or someone or like a hunter in the woods or like a professional assassin yeah or just hunter. hunter s thompson okay hunter s thompson is involved. <laughs> gonzo journalism is yep. involved there we go okay and then we have key item i kid you not that's a five again i'm not joking <laughs> i've just done five fives in a row the key item is medicine medicine, medicine. okay Hold on, I'm writing these down. Okay, yeah, I think I've got an idea here. I think I've got, I've got, I've got, well, I've got my thoughts, and then I've got Martin's thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, you need to roll now for the last one, which is motive. Um, And I guarantee you, you are going to roll a six. I rolled a six. (laughs) (laughs) You're joking! That is absolutely banana. Literally, I rolled three fives, you rolled three sixes. That is... That's ridiculous. What are the odds of that? That is absolutely wild. (laughs) Now, for all you folks at home, do not tell us what the actual mathematical odds are. I know statistically there are odds. I want to know. Please tell me specifically. Just at me and don't at Okay, tweet at Jasper only. Do not tweet at me. I'll at Eric afterwards for you. Okay. And then we got an extra one. Yeah, so then we need an extra one. So you roll for which which table we're right. going to do, and then I'm going to roll. Okay, cool. The extra one is, oh, it's a one. So it's an extra location. An extra location. And I got a three. So then there's a train or a plane involved. A train or a plane involved. Wow. Plane? That's the most, like, bananas version of this, right? Like, it, there's somehow a plane involved. Yeah. We've got to go to the plane. I like this. Well, that's, I mean, that's what the rooftop is for, so that you can yeah. look up at the plate. Okay. Okay. So, Jasper, to review, mm-hmm. we are- We're on a rooftop. There is a TV out of place. The crime yeah. that's been reported is blackmail. We know that the prime suspect currently is someone known as the hunter, which, and mm-hmm. then uh, we have found some medicine, which seems to be a bit of a key item, if you will. And yeah. the motive was some sort of cover-up. So they were trying yeah. to cover up whatever information- Okay, I started to get a little idea here. And then there's an extra thing, which is there is a train or plane involved somewhere mm-hmm, <laughs> along mm-hmm. this. All right. So I think that uh, we have just walked up uh, 20 flights of stairs on top of WKUR Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, because we're in Cincinnati. We're in cartoon Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, it's weird that I'm a real person in cartoon Cincinnati. Like, and I'm, I've been hired <laughs> as a detective here, but it's cool. 
Well, now, now the cartoon world in Cincinnati have butt, butted up against each other. The, awesome. the worlds are, the veil between the worlds have come together. <laughs> Honestly, that and, feels like uh, the bigger thing that we should be uh, looking into here, rather than uh, uh, what this, this blackmail case. We should be figuring out why our two worlds have collided. That feels like a pretty serious matter, uh, but that's fine. Hey, Martin doesn't read the news. He doesn't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. I don't know. This is normal, I guess. This just happens. And uh, Detective Snuffles has bounded up the stairs and is drinking water out of a water bowl that's on top of the roof that's on top of the roof yeah you're so far behind me because it's taken you ages to get up because your legs are so small getting up like just human-sized stairs uh that's true but doesn't Mar- martin to me feels out of shape oh no no martin is in- incredibly in shape martin has never worked a day in his life though like oh, he's of course, just all he he's does just is genetically run, yeah. in shape yeah yeah he just runs everywhere Oh, okay. uh, he just takes off in a dead sprint in any direction that someone tells him to. So he's in shape. <sighs> you you Hold okay? On. Are you okay? You seem to be yeah okay. You're sweating. Do you wanna um, do you wanna? I don't. Scratches? I, I've, as a cartoon dog, I don't sweat. <laughs> I don't think real dogs sweat either. Actually, so that's you know pretty on brand for you. Do you want to scratch? Yes, uh, yes, please. Okay, I'll scratch. Oh, I'll yeah. scratch. Scratch uh, snuffles behind the ear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right there. That's it. That's okay. That's making it weirdly sexual. Uh, what's happening? That's oh, good. look, there's a TV. That's cool. Well, the, um, whole, the whole thing is. A TV. It's kind of. Is it weird to have TV on on the roof? Well, the whole is that strange. If, if the whole thing is a TV. We're on top of the television. That we're on top of the television station. So, is if there might be a TV up here oh. to check the rated to check the TV signals. I see. Okay, that makes okay. But surely you wouldn't put one like right by here. You'd have one like on the adjacent roof to make sure the signals are being sent. Like if you're going to get signal anywhere, it's going to be at the TV station. So I feel like this is a strange place for the TV. I think someone was up here watching TV. You know what I mean? Like they were they were having a little extra break, maybe. Interesting. Mm. Oh, what's this down here? Oh, this is this pill bottle. It's Whoa. out of it's so out of place. Whoa, okay. Why would someone why would someone have heart medication while they're watching TV on top of the television station? Maybe they were watching uh, HBO's The Wire and it was getting a bit much for them and they thought they were going to have a heart attack so they decided to take medication. That might be what happened. Because now here in Cartoon Cincinnati, we don't have an opioid crisis. No. We have a sugar cereal crisis mm-hmm. that the Trix Rabbit has come through. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, a scourge it's a on this city. It's a real problem. We should, we should. That, those are the real people we should be going after right now. Yeah, if you, <laughs> the kids are after the Lucky Charms. It's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. They should be in school. They really should be. Um, no, they should be in school. School's boring, dude. Why would we? No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I didn't do it, and I turned out fine. I'm a, I'm a police officer. I'm a detective. Okay, and I deserve to be here. So. You know, think on that, why don't you? Um, uh, I don't know if you heard on the way up, they were saying that there's this guy called The Hunter, apparently, who was, like, seen uh, f- fleeing this rooftop, uh, which is when, the, like, the when the, when the when the complaint came in about the blackmail. So do you think this guy is, you know, to... <laughs> the complaint? Like, yeah. someone went to the post office and said, excuse me, this is the wrong color mail. I did, I did think it was weird that they would go to the post office to uh, put in this complaint. It was then the post office that then got in touch with me at the police station. So l- thank goodness I was there, honestly, to collect the call and say, hey, I think this is a job for me because... You have racialized male, and I don't think that's appropriate. So that's why I'm here. Martin, you only have, uh, you're only been put in charge of male crimes because your father is the commissioner. 
<laughs> Look, it's very important that I'm in charge of all male-related crimes. <laughs> okay? I'm actually the authority in this space, so I just need you to be uh, uh, respectful of that fact. Uh, it seems strange to me that there's this pill bottle here. Like, was, was it something to do with the pills that they decided to racialize male? Is that what we think happened here? <laughs> Martin, that's not, once again, that is not what blackmail is. That's not what okay, so, blackmail is. Okay, okay, then we have like a 10 minute scene where you explain blackmail to me and I was like, okay, but it still feels racially motivated that blackmail is the bad thing. <laughs> Just saying. I get that that's, maybe I was getting the wrong the end proper, of the stick here. Martin, but, I don't think it's, pro I don't think you should be investing all of your money in a PR campaign calling it African American postage. <laughs> But I think it's better. Uh, well, I'm glad I didn't invest all my money in blackmail. People would have got the wrong idea. Imagine. That was my original pitch. Martin, sh Martin, shut up. Okay. What's happening? Don't you hear you don't you hear that? And you Whoa. see that there is a there's a prop plane, like <gasps> a, like an old-timey prop plane with like propellers going by. Be like, Martin, what weekend is it? It's the it's <gasps> it's that weekend. <laughs> Martin, you don't even you don't look at the news, you don't look at calendars, you don't know anything. Uh, this is the, I this the, is the weekend of the cartoon Cincinnati Air Show. <gasps> no. What does that mean? And then you go by and there's another plane that has a face on it that's like, I'm gonna do a flip! <laughs> Whoa, that plane's gonna do a flip. Look, 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 look. That's so Whee! cool. They should make a whole series about animated planes. That'd be great. I'd love that. I'd watch that. And look. There's a, smell this, gunpowder residue. Whoa. Obviously, the hunter, fa famous as famous assassin of Cartoon Cincinnati, the hunter, mm -hmm. would never be so casual, would never be so unprepared to leave a mark of the fact that he's using his patented 20-foot sniper rifle. Mm. Maybe the target was up here, and one of the planes shot down the actual target that was here. Whoa, as the okay. hunter was as the hunter was here watching television because no one would expect someone the on the roof of be, the TV station. Uh, yeah, okay, watching okay. TV. Okay, this is good. This is good, Mr. Snuffles. Uh, That's Detective uh, uh, Snuffles. And I said, slap uh, so, you. Ow! Ow! Oh, ow. <laughs> uh, your paw is so firm and gruff. Uh, you, you need to shampoo your fur. Ow! I haven't been to a groomer since my wife died, and I'm not gonna go back. <laughs> okay, so you think that someone is trying to potentially off the hunter, maybe? Or even blackmail the hunter? <gasps> Absolutely. That's bim, exactly what bim, I think. And I think bim. it's one of those planes. And you look up and it's like uh, a World War One German Kaiser plane, like the Red Baron. It has like an unevil mustache plane that's going, <laughs> No way. That's the plane. And look. What's that falling out of the plane? He's trying to take his medication whilst he's driving the plane. He's spilling it everywhere. <gasps> it's got to be him. The medication fell out of the plane when he was trying to set up the hunter and blackmail him. This is a cover-up for the ages. Martin, he's falling. Grab him. Okay. And I just uh, lean over. Martin's huge compared to everything else in this world because he's just a real human and everything is cartoon mm. scale. And so <laughs> I just lean over and pluck the plane uh, uh, and pluck him out of the air and say, hey, listen, we think you're a suspect and you have Miranda rights. So I said that now, I think. 
That's how it works. <laughs> and I come back to, uh, oh. don't worry, I've already said the Miranda rights thing. So we're all good. Good, good. Oh, and it's the mayor of Cartoon Cincinnati, who's actually just a cartoon heart, which is why the heart medication was here. Oh, it's all coming together. That's incredible. I didn't even realize this was the mayor. That's crazy. You're the mayor? Wow, why are you doing bad stuff, Mr. Mayor? I thought everyone in charge was here to protect us and keep us safe. No, the mayor's inside of the cartoon German World War One plane. Yeah, the, the, yeah, who's doing, who, who's trying to set up the hunter, the, the poor, who we now realize is a poor, innocent uh, 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 killer of men obviously it's just an exchange of goods yeah. just like a mailman exactly or same a thing. bagel man same thing. or a policeman that's all same i've thing. always said it's just like me a policeman you know i don't i, I don't kill anyone sure but that's not my job and i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for this incredibly regular person and detective dog here i got called incredibly regular that's one of the nicest things anyone said to me you can go sir <laughs> No, no, Martin, no! <laughs> He's gone. I'm sorry, I put him back in the plane, and I just, like, pick up the plane like a paper airplane and just throw it it's really far. <laughs> I go over to the dog bowl, and I pour the water out, and I take a flask of whiskey out of my pocket and pour it into the dog bowl. Hey, hey, whoa, you just told me that chocolate's not good for you, so you definitely can't have this, and I'll just pick up the dog bowl and just sort of so it's just out of your reach as you're trying to, like, jump up and get it. Uh, <laughs> down, boy, down, <laughs> down, boy. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Bad boy. Bad boy. Remember, I'm in charge when it's male-related crimes. <laughs> and I wink at the camera. <laughs> and scene. Yeah! Great job, Jasper. Detective Snuffles and Martin. Back at it again. <laughs> Only on the CW, 8 p.m. <laughs> every other Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're simulcasting it on Dave, Jasper. Is yes, it, be it would Dave? be. It would be on Dave. A hundred percent, it would be on Dave. Hey, it's Eric. I'm staying at Misha's house, and Misha's letting me record in the recording space. So I'm going to do this really quickly. Uh, I brought you some ranch waters that I bought at a grocery store in Los Angeles because you can buy liquor in the grocery store there, and you can't do that in the United States, which is wild. I'm going to do this really quickly. If I'm going to see you at Big Bad Con, I'm going to be there with Jasper this weekend. Uh, I hope you're there. It'll be really fun, but I'm going to go to other cons, so it's going to be, if you're not going to be there, that's going to be fine. Um, you should contribute to the multi-crew. We're doing the multi-crew drive. This is the like the last days of it. We are almost at our goal. We are at like 85% right now. Um, if you like what we do, if you want to support Multitude, if you like this show, join the multi-crew uh, at multicrew.club. You're going to get a mug. And if you join as an annual member, you are going to be on the plaque where we put all the annual members at the end of 2023, the plaque of putting us on your back. You're all great. We're doing this final push. This allows Multitude to thrive as an independent uh, media business and, you know, just do what we're doing. And we're going to be able to make more shows and travel more and the fact that I get to go to Big Bad Con and spend my week in LA is because my job is here at Multitude. So, so contribute there, multicrew.club um, the, the producer level patrons uh, for Games and Feelings, uh, I really care about you but I don't have the sheet in front of me. It's Polly Burge and Peyton and there's someone's name where I'm forgetting so I'm going to say your name twice next week. You're really wonderful. You're all great. Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> Honestly, nothing makes me happier that there is a TV channel called Dave, and I wish that I had called the the TV channel at in Cartoon Cincinnati Dave. That's on me. Dave. Yeah, sure. We can do that.
We can do that. Yeah. And uh, secret reveal, Martin's last name, Dave. You're welcome. Everyone. The commissioner also owns the TV station. Of course he does. Of course he it's does. Corrupt. Corruption also, all the way down. He's oh, honestly, he's also. Uh, we're also going to find out if I hadn't have thrown him off the roof, we would have actually taken the uh, the the costume off of the mayor. Would have been my dad, but we didn't find that out. So, you oh know. hell yeah. Uh, hey Jasper, thanks for doing that with me. Again, you can check out the link. I'm going to include the link in the episode description because it's great. just 50 really short tabletop RPGs and you can buy it or you can just buy the digital on itch um, because the Kickstarter was two years ago. So you can, it, this is just like a product yeah. that's out there. That was awesome fun. That's like, I feel like you could build a really fun and unique like game night with friends. Oh, like, do you know what I mean? Just picking one of these out and just playing like some little, like little random games like this. Like, I think you could have a great time. It's very, very fun. Yeah. So. There's some vibey ones. There's some like artistic storytelling ones. There's some really crunchy ones, like someone trying to shove an entire lasers and feelings hack onto a, uh, onto a business cool. card. So you can really vary the stuff. There's, there's one I wanted to play, but we need at least three people for that. So if mm. we can organize that together, yeah. um, it's about yeah. what you, it's about, a crew after a heist that's gone wrong Sick. and people you have to figure out like who's a rat and who's not it's really Ooh, interesting yeah that's great fun I could potentially make yeah. this in my game that's giving me feelings but that reminds me of uh, I don't know if I've told you this but I'm at Big Bad Con I'm banned from playing Werewolf um, because <laughs> last year I was too good at it and people I'd never met had fundamental, like they fundamentally thought I was a distrustful person after that experience. Um, I hey man, I did tell you when you are taking the piss, you don't change anything. <laughs> That's what I mean. I about your I, expression. I do not use. I want you to understand that I do not use this power lightly. I'm aware of the gift that I have, but I am an impeccable white liar. Like, <laughs> like I don't do it because I'm like it's a bad thing, and I I, I will be honest with people, but like I very very good at white lies i i to the point sure. where like i think if it wasn't for the fact that it was like for money i think i'd be like the world's best poker player but i know as soon as it involved money i'd start cracking you know what i mean oh for sure <laughs> but like when it's like low stakes like a game i'm very good i'm very good at keeping keeping that straight face i was literally there at one point we were playing werewolf in this big like 30 person game Hell I was yes. the only werewolf still left in. There was about six people left. And I was like on my knees, like begging people, being like, I promise you, it's not me. You have to understand this person has been shifty the whole game. They've been trying to get me. And I won the game and like people legitimately looked angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> because I was That's like incredible. looking them dead in the eyes being like, you have to trust me Fun on a fundamental level. I am not lying. And they would be like, okay, right. I believe you. And they would look at, they looked at me afterwards like, you suck. <laughs> Jasper, I think the bigger thing is that you're like, hey, look into my eyes. I swear on on my mother and, yep. and oh, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. in my life I that all I'm that not stuff lying. Out. You're, you're yep. willing to say that. Yeah, all of that stuff. No questions. It's fine. My mom's going to be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's fine. I wonder if, like, maybe you, you like, popped off really hard afterwards. Maybe people would like you more. Because I can all, I can see you being, like, an assassin. And we'll be like, hey, great game, lads. Let's go out to the pub. Like, I can definitely <laughs> see you doing that. Like, if you, after you won, you went, fuck yeah, suck it, let's go. <laughs> I think that maybe that would justify that you will do anything to win. If I came across, like, this super competitive knob, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> but the fact that I'm just like, cool, that was a really fun game, guys. But at least that would justify your actions. That would justify your actions instead of just being a cold killer. <laughs> that's I think, is the issue. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think the fact that I'm just like, guys, that was really fun. I had a great time. And they're all like, what's wrong with you? I had a You're great time. If you ever need someone, if you ever need someone for your stream, I'm in the UK, but I'm really willing to stay up late. <laughs> this, like I, I feel so close it. to all of you right this now. This is me having conversations afterwards, and people will be looking at me like, "Yeah, but I don't know if I can trust you." <laughs> yeah. I think you need to pop off. I think you need to pop off. At I the need end. to pop so off. Just like, and oh, just he's like, just a competitive like, asshole. Yeah. Absolutely, spike the ball into the ground and just flex on everyone. Like, let's go! Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like sure. a critical that role that I have the critical role of kicking your fucking ass. Yeah, Let's go. Suck it, Abria. Yes, right. <laughs> I win. Yeah, I think maybe that would that would kind of justify. I what definitely you're doing. think you're right. This is the better course of action to take than being uh, humble and gracious in in victory. <laughs> it's not, Jasper. Once again, it's not humble and gracious. It's psychopathic. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm just being me. I just revert back to being normal me. As soon as the game's over, I'm just like, oh, that was fun. What a fun game we played together. Whilst everyone else is like <laughs> going through a full identity crisis, being like, I thought I knew this guy. Uh, and uh, he has told me so many barefaced lies in the last like 30 minutes that I can't even conceive of who he is anymore. Yeah. I'm fair. excited. I'm very excited about that's it. <clears throat> Um, and really quickly, I want to shout out Matt from Roleplay Chat, who told me about uh, the tiny library. So yeah. thank you, Matt. I appreciate you. Sick. Hey, Jorpsburg, do you want to answer some questions? Eric's, Eric's, uh, yes, please. Okay, wonderful. Eric's. Uh, that's, uh, that's what I should have said. Eric's. Eric's. Burps. Okay, this is from not a new player, but a new to you player, she, her. Okay, okay, okay. A coworker has offered me to join them sometime to play D&D. We get along nicely, and we talk often about games and Dungeons and & Dragons, and I know he's experienced because he told me all about the different campaigns he's run. Mm -hmm. I genuinely love the offer, but I'm pretty insecure about my RPG and D&D skills, and that makes me hesitant for joining his table. I will only know him, and new people make me very nervous, which doesn't help. Mm -hmm. How can I make myself more comfortable? How do I approach this? Any tips are welcome. Thank you in advance, and I love the show. Cool. There were some there were some other details that they included that I think is relevant, which mm -hmm. might explain some of their hesitancy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask this question. Okay. Yeah. In the past, I've only played DD with close friends, mostly online due to COVID. In the end, I don't like to play it anymore because I don't like to do it online. Besides that, I feel insecure in the group because I'm new at our I'm relatively new at tabletop RPGs and I don't always know what the right move is. I did mm. talk about it with the DM and a player uh, who's going to be in the campaign, but it didn't really change much for me. Uh, also, I'm a new single mom, and playing games in general is kind of a challenge. And the DM and the players are also new parents, so I didn't see us starting up anything soon, so I'm not sure. Okay, um, yeah. Okay, that's an important context, I think. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is uh, we. I'm going to do everything I can to convince you over the next five minutes to go and play games because you absolutely deserve to. Uh, you're doing a, uh, a hero's job of being a single mum, so uh, finding space and time for yourself to go and enjoy things that you like doing is very important. And so, yes, w you have to go and play this game. I think right off the bat, my feeling and my sensation is I think there is ways that you can make this easier if you are someone who, you know, gets a little bit nervous or a little bit self-conscious about stuff like this. 
So very simply, you can pick either a support or a kind of rel- or a more kind of basic build character. So if you want to go super basic build, you can go for champion fighter. It's really straightforward. Roll a 19 or a 20, you get reasons to get excited. It's basically that's what fighters do, uh, champion fighters. Uh, or alternatively, you could go with like a, a cleric or something like that. And effectively that way, you don't actually have to worry about what's the most optimal move. You can just come in and aid your friends in some way. You can give them guidance. You can heal them if you need to. So I feel like it kind of just takes the pressure off you having to think of something kind of epic or cool. And you'll probably find that as you then spend more time in this game, you'll get, you know, naturally will get more comfortable. You'll know the people and then you'll feel more comfortable kind of stepping out. And maybe your cleric can, you know, has a couple of like big moves and things that you'll, you'll know how to do by that point. So I think those are just like two very kind of like surface level things, which I think would help you uh, feel a little bit more confident going in and being less co- subconscious about the kind of, oh, I, like, I don't really know what the right move to do is. And I don't want to hold up the group. I don't want to like, you know, cause any issues. I don't want people to think, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing, whatever it is. Because I definitely think that A, it's probably unlikely to happen anyway. Um, but like, I, I know what it's like to kind of feel like you're doing that. Um, so simplify your character uh, or pick a support class would be like a, a, a one little piece of advice. And then I think the other one as well is just like prep a little bit more. Um, I think that, you know, as players, we can kind of fall into a trap of like, oh, I don't really need to prep anything. But it's like, actually, no, no, no. If the DM has given you notes and thoughts and ideas around the world and stuff that's going on and like threads, take notes you know, be that player because that's one way that you can be a big and important part of the group without having to do all of the like role play heavy lifting. If you're the person who's like, you know, has noted down all of the the cool stuff that the DM has said, you're going to become an invaluable member of the party. And it's a way that you can really be like, feel like you're involved and your character is involved in the world without you having to do like a ton of extra stuff. So just like be super attentive. And when you go into the game, be like, okay, I really know my character sheet and I really know what's happening in this session so that you don't have to be worrying about like four or five or six different things because if you don't really know your character sheet that's something you have to worry about if you don't really know the players that's something else you have to worry about if you don't really know what's going on in the story that's something else you have to worry about and so it's just like you're adding layers onto the things that you already have to worry about so just a little bit more prep as a player going in I think will make a big difference and you can just say to the DM like hey to make me feel a bit more comfortable I would love to just like know a little bit like maybe even like a little bit more and if I promise to kind of like play along with you you know can I even maybe know a little bit more than some of the other party members or something so that I can be involved that way so it doesn't have to be that Mm. I have to like do some big epic role play scene or something because that that might make me feel you know uh, a bit self-conscious or something yeah especially if you're hopping in to a campaign that someone else is running, which I'm not yeah, sure like, is happening. Yeah, I, w- I would say because the DM can give you some information or some knowledge that the other players need, and that's going to help give your character a bit of agency. Which I think definitely, when the other players are then like coming to you and being like, "Oh, hey, like we'd love to like have you as a part of our group, and we feel like you'd be really helpful." Like I feel like that would go a long way to like settling some of those like early nerves of like, "Oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here." Da, da, da. If like the if the if the team is coming to you being like, "We need you here," kind of thing. So like I would say that to like get, get the DM to see if they can give you something really like narratively important for you to know, or some narratively uh, a way for you to narratively be involved. I think that would work uh, and pay dividends for sure. Absolutely. I really like the note-taking thing. I think making yourself essential from Mm -hmm. the jump that, like, is not 
has to do with like you performing is a really good idea or like bring snacks if you can. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a very easy way to do it. They, yeah, they said something at the end that I think is kind of like this this interesting tension right now of something that we're going through in the 21st century. They said that they listen to join the party in games and feelings, so they're wondering if they're getting a little nervous uh, if like they're not the right fit or if the, which is kind of making the thing insecure. The thing about all mass media is that like inherently you're supposed to take you take your experiences from life. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on screen, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about movies, like rom-coms, right? Like, or you think that it's like, oh, this would be a funny premise. I'm going to make this piece of media and then people are going to enjoy it, right? Sure. But once something gets super popular, then it almost feels like instead of art reflecting life, it's life reflecting art. Sure. And I think yeah. that we've hit this critical point in tabletop RPGs. Because at, people are starting to forget mm. that actual play is a yes. performance. It yes. is like hi, people who are hired to do this yeah. with a lot of things you do not see supporting yeah. the thing that's happening here. This would be the same thing as like watching the Olympics or watching pro sports where like, wow, they're so good. I never want uh, that's so crazy. I don't want to go pick up swimming or skiing or mountain biking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, like I now don't swim because I've watched Michael Phelps and I've realized I'll never be as good as him. Therefore, I'm not going to like swim anymore, which yeah, would be exactly. wild. <laughs> right. So I think that what I, I want you to get out of your own head a little bit is like we talk about giving advice to people who are bad situations but the Mm. thing you got to do first is start the thing Mm. and it is this is not to say that if you start the thing you're going to have problems i think you're putting the cart before the horse here you Mm. are worrying about what could be but everything you're describing you seem to trust the dm yep you talk to the dm and the player who are the who are partners and you see and you seem like you like them and you like and so this is a great opportunity also mm-hmm. i can see why you're anxious because you really want this to work yep. but again sometimes the hardest thing to do is do something you want to do there's just a thing standing yeah. in the way of your life that you're like i would rather not do something than do something that would make me happy so i think more than anything you can come back and you said oh i had a terrible time it was so weird i didn't like it yep. fine Yep. But you really, you got to try it first mm-hmm. because this seems like the best situation for what you were, were the, the best situation you have scoped it out. You just got to try it, even yeah. though I know it is very valuable, valuable for you as a single mom. Yeah, I completely, I completely and utterly agree. And I, and I want to second that in the sense that like, I, it, you know, I was literally having, I did an interview today, which was uh, all centered around mental health and kind of like the way that we like prioritize or don't prioritize ourselves and things like this. And it's so unbelievably easy to talk yourself out of something that you want to do because what you will do is you'll say I really want this to be awesome and if it's anything less than slightly awesome I'll be disappointed and I would rather Mm. not do something than be disappointed in that thing so like there's just so many ways that you can talk yourself out of doing it and I completely agree with Eric that I think starting is like absolutely essential and especially if this DM actively wants you to join you know what I mean like they that I'm absolutely sure that he will be willing to make concessions for you 
to make you feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? Like at the table, you know, even if it was like, hey, why don't you just come on and like, like kind of watch us play and, and maybe jump in with like a little NPC one session or whatever, just to like, you know, feel the game out and whatever. And just so it doesn't feel like you're, you know, coming in and being crowbarred into a situation or, or, or whatever else it is. Um, because yeah, I think this is something that would be, you know, really valuable for you and probably make, a, you know, a, a nice, awesome difference in your life. So yeah, do it. Just do it. Do just it here. Do it. We're, we're giving you the advice. Just do it. Just try it. Just do it. Anything is possible. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Let, let them be reality dreams. <laughs> let them be reality dreams. Because uh, the more the sun shines, the more light there will be. E? Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I'm trying to... I'm quoting the Shia LaBeouf, uh, uh, the, the songify of Shia LaBeouf. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just do it. Anything is possible. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. That one. That's a good one. You, it's good. It's a good. It's a good song. You don't. It, you I don't have it. to get. You don't have to get ready if you always stay ready. Hell another, yeah! Be ready. Be ready. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I also. Uh, I just want to uh, to round this out by saying that I think Eric is absolutely right that you're putting the cart before the horse and you're worrying about something that probably you don't actually have to worry about right now because you'll yeah. probably be surprised by how sensitive and aware players are of that fact most of the time because they've been in a similar situation everyone started at some point and normally the start of playing with a new group a new ttrpg group is a little like "Ooh, what's this some people really enjoy that feeling some people absolutely hate that feeling you know what i mean and just want to be in the party so i just think being honest with that dm about whatever it is that you feel like you would need to like get started and i think that hopefully there's like a couple of uh, suggestions of things that you could talk to the DM about, um, I think will make a big old difference. Big old difference. Yeah. yeah. I still remember before I was playing games in the microphone, how much fun it was just to like fuck around. And I think oh, that man, more than it. anything, so <laughs> yeah, like more than anything, that's what it is. It's just, you guys are just messing around doing whatever. Yeah. And I wasn't good at it. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any experience, but still I put myself out there and we had fun and we, we played things out and we made jokes. It's just, it's so that's it, the other thing is like, it's so much less serious when it's not on a microphone yeah. because you're not making anything. You're just playing a game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for anyone that's out there who's like worried about doing the right, the wrong thing, you're also potentially, I think going back to what Eric was saying about the way that like media has affected your, like the way you ingest these things, you mm-hmm. have to realize that all of the angry people that you see on Twitter telling Laura Bailey or Emily Axford that they've done something wrong in a TTRPG game, A, they're dumb, and B, they're not going to come for you. <laughs> like, no, and they're, they're not, not at your table either. So you don't have to worry. Like, that scenario isn't going to happen at your game. You know what I mean? And I can understand it because it's horrible. Like, you'll see it all the time where you're just like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I, I am, th- there are like things and uh, like projects that I have done or that I will do that I'm like terrified of just like, cool, I'm probably just going to get like roasted for something that I did. But it's like, oh, that eh, one, that you know one's I mean? going to be bad, Jasper. That's you should, I'm just telling you now that yeah. project you're referring to, it's yeah, going to yeah, be bad. It's bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. That's what I'm saying. But the, but like, <laughs> I, but I got paid to deal with what, like, do you know what I mean? I got paid yeah, for it. Exactly. So it's it's a job, not, right? It's a creative it's my job. job. And so I can separate myself yeah. from it. But what I'm trying to say is, is that you're not going to have that players at that table 
I can almost guarantee you are not going to have a problem if you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't make quote unquote optimal choices because making right. optimal because here's a little thing for you optimal choices in D and D are boring. They very are boring. very boring. If you want optimal choices in D&D, go and play Baldur's Gate 3, which is a perfectly legitimate way to experience that game. But that's effectively, you might as well just do that because that's what you can do in Baldur's Gate 3 is you can make your little min-max character and you can do the most optimal thing. But if you want, I'm talking about if you want a TTRPG experience of role play with your friends and all that kind of stuff, then making the optimal choice is almost always the boring choice. You know what I mean? And it's not the characterful choice. If there is a sliding scale on like optimal to least optimal, mm-hmm. and then there is and then there's a point kind of like in the 70 to 90% range, optimal which range. most people think yeah. is what's best, is the most boring choice. You yeah. have to be so on top of every single thing and pulling out notes from like old editions and whatever to like do the thing that you see like Emily Axe for doing a thousand points of damage in one mm-hmm. thing. But that doesn't have mm-hmm. to be your thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to touch on this in terms of just like the adult section, which is why I, I pulled this question particularly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like because and it's all of this feels so real to me like playing Dungeons and Dragons online I mean it's been it's been such a long time since I played in person but man I do miss it I really do miss yeah, playing oh, with people man. without yeah I'm gonna stuff. get to play soon and I am very excited oh yeah. man it's gonna be amazing <laughs> and the other thing of like you know not not feeling like you're connecting and that you need to make t- all this time for this in your life as an adult, which is, is something that, that the question asker said. Um, yeah, man, you're, you're just doing it. Just to do it. There's no reason to be nervous because there's nothing to be nervous about. Mm-hmm. No one is going to judge you. No one is going to like we're all of the people doing this are mm-hmm. also adults and have carved out this time in their life to play pretend. And I yeah. think that's the thing that you the thing you are dealing with mm-hmm. is the same thing on a base level that they're dealing with, they just have experience with these people. And that this guy, they're going to believe the DM because he knows you and he wants you to come play. Yes, 100%. Like adults, you know, like I I kind of assume that you're around our age from like in your late 20s to mid 30s and you're you're dealing with this and trying to find time in your life for this stuff. And if you're not, if you're older or younger, fine. Mm. It still counts. You're still an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but now in 2023, after everything that's been going on in 2020 and 2021, we're like, we got to make time to not want to (laughs) die. We got to make time to leave the cares of the world aside and just do whatever. And I think that people more than ever are actively actively cultivating spaces where that's okay. Yes, sometimes people get really anal retentive about it. Mm -hmm. But I think that more than anything, it's just like, here's some playtime that we've scheduled into our lives, even if it's on a weekend. I think that that's the thing that's going to be the most important thing. So there's really nothing for you to worry about. Yep. Agree. Seconded. Case closed. Go play the game and have a great time. Tell us all about it when you do. Please, please tell us. Please tell us how it goes. I really, really hope that you do this. Yeah, Jasper. I really wanted to take time to talk about that question. So we're we're at the end of the episode. We did it. It's so hot, Jasper. It's so hot. We have to go. I'm, I'm. I am dying. I have. I keep making myself jump because a little bead of sweat will just like run down my back, and I think there's like a fly on me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uncomfortable right now. But 
you know, that's that's the thing. I'm willing to persevere in order to talk into a microphone to make sure that you, the listener, gets top-notch advice. Because I'm aware that I am the voice that you need. (laughs) Top advice. This sweaty man is going to help you out. (laughs) <laughs> oh man i'm joking this is just a this is basically just a big way of me giving myself advice and hoping that i will one day listen to my own advice because uh i do give good advice i just don't take it very well that's okay that's fine that's fine yeah. uh hey folks follow jasper and i and games and feelings on twitter and Please. make sure to send your questions in at the games and feelings website at gamesandfeelings.com slash questions and you can just navigate that through our socials and through the website uh we would love more questions we got a lot there we got a big burst and now we are looking for more questions Woo. um probably at this point when this episode comes out jasper and i are going to be in san francisco at big bad con but if not Ooh. please come see us there it'll be fun it'll be lots Yay. and lots of fun very fun very exciting yeah. and if we already did it i hope you liked us there yeah yeah i hope that you did like us there eric can you can you close out this show please as detective snuffles yeah <sighs> nice sorry i uh had two different tennis balls in my mouth. <laughs> I can I only feel something with two tennis balls. I've been way past one. I haven't been able to chew on one since my wife died. This is the end of the episode. Been picking green fluff Get out, out of my here. teeth for weeks. <laughs> Get out. There's nothing left for you here. Go home. Curl up underneath the desk. Chew on one, two, maybe three tennis balls if you're crazy. And uh, just get through the day. There's a, oh, I'm looking at the police handbook and there's nothing about feelings. Get out of here. <laughs> now, ain't that the truth? There is definitely nothing about feelings in the police handbook. <laughs> no, ain't that the fucking truth? Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is Return to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce, and the art was created by Jessica Boyd. Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.